everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be the Flame, where fire and magic meet. I am your host, Amy Barilla. I hope this week finds all of you healthy, wealthy, and wise. As you'll remember, at the top of every episode, we activate this divine sacred healing space by doing a little bit of grounding and centering. So what I would like to ask each of you is to take a moment and kind of sit and center yourself in your space, place your feet on the ground, close your eyes and take a second or two to defrag, decompress and declutter. There's a lot of static happening around us in the world right now. And when you're ready, what I'd like to ask each of you is to draw in a nice deep breath, inhalation through the nose, exhalation out through the mouth, and repeat the following after me, always I rise. That is our series group collective mantra. I feel that mantras and affirmations are very, very super duper important because words have the power to shift our vibration and kind of recenter and regroup. And always I rise is a reminder that every day we can do the hard things and we can still continue to sizzle and shine. So today's episode is something that I've been excited to bring to you. And in season three, we're kicking things up and doing things a little bit different. And I have my producer and friend, Randy Stearns, who's kind of my co-host now, which I really love. So Randy, say hello to the world. Hello. 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 And today's topic is talking about soul contracts. And I could talk for days and days about soul contracts. And Randy and I have had many ongoing conversations about soul contracts, have we not? Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite things to think about and talk about. Yes. Yeah. And there's just so much, I don't know, content behind that. And there's also a huge element of mystery behind it on what it actually means and how we can understand on a little bit deeper level spiritually what a soul contract means and how different people in our life are in our life for the reason that we put up our hand and said yes to having agreements with them, right? So we're going to dive in a little bit deeper to this today. Um, Okay, let me ask you this first. If you were to give your definition of a soul contract, how would you share that information with people? What is a soul contract? So a soul contract to me is the concept that before we get here to earth in this life that we have now or any past lives before we show up here we sit down basically this is how i imagine it we sit down and on the other side of the table we'll say is another person maybe perhaps it's a soulmate or perhaps it's someone who i just want to have an interaction with to learn this lesson or Mm -hmm. or have them show up for whatever reason maybe there's something i need to learn so that i can move on to this next part of my life but let's say a soulmate. And what I love about this is we decide when we're going to meet, I think, and how they're going to show up. We're going to show up for each other. So let's say we want to be lovers and we only want to be together for 20 years because then we each have to move on to do these other things and learn these other lessons. And what I love about this is when a relationship ends, the idea that before we got here, we decided that that is as long as we were going to be together mm-hmm. that way. There's something very calming to me about that mm-hmm. and helps me to accept the end of a relationship. Right. Even if it's not true, and I've said this before, 
I love the idea of it, but it also feels right to me. It feels right in every fiber of my being that this is what occurs. I love that. So what if I were to say to you, yes to all of that, but what if we don't always know the outcome of what's going to happen in the relationship? That is also what I believe to be possible. So do you you think like, let's say you have a soulmate, someone that is like, major in your life. Yes. A, a long-time partner. Yes. You think that it isn't decided that you'll meet when you're like in your 20s and it's not decided that you'll be together for 25 years. I'm saying that the outcome of the relationship is not always set in stone when we're in source energy. I think that's true. I feel like we ha- we still have our own divine will, right? Correct. We, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a piece of the mystery and the and the magic to soul contracts that people tend to not embrace or fully understand is that if we put up our hand and we say yes to the agreement, okay? So we'll shake on it in soul source energy. Like we'll then, be sisters in the next correct, life. Correct. Okay. Correct. But we don't always know what the outcome of the relationship would be. Is it going to be tenuous? Is it going to be loving? Is it going to be beneficial to both parties? Okay. We don't always know that. As souls, we don't know. Obviously, we don't know as as humans when we show up here, but we don't know as souls is what you're saying. Possibly. I think as souls, we possibly could know on some level, but we're not – we don't always have to know the outcome. And I know when we did the last episode in season two, the AMA, that when we touched on this a very little bit – that that partnership or that soul contract is not always going to be amorous or platonic. Oh, yeah. We could sign up to be mortal enemies, <laughs> okay? Now, that doesn't sound fun, and that no. doesn't sound magical and mystical and spiritual. However, we do make agreements with people that that dynamic between you and that other person may not always be fun and pretty because we're not going to learn a whole lot in in the current lifetime that we're in if we don't have duality. So we have to, we embody dark and we embody light. And I think soul contracts have a little bit of that as well, right? Now we can touch on a little bit later as we're chatting the karmic partnerships and twin flames. And karmic partnerships, I'm just gonna say right now, are like mirroring effects, okay? We, 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 meet, we meet somebody and we think it's a soulmate, but in fact, it's not. It's something completely different. It's just karmic in its energy. It's there to provide a lesson or a set of lessons, but we're not soulmates. And it's not necessarily a soul contract or a soul agreement. People are like, I met my soulmate. Actually, no, you have a karmic partnership. And what's happening is that, especially during like the past two years during COVID, There were a lot of situations and instances where people were meeting because everything was shut down and there was a lot of loneliness and people were just longing for that human contact. And what they were really connecting to were karmic partnerships. They were not designed to last. They were not for that person's highest and best. Also, during the past two years, we saw a lot of relationships ending. Right? And we've talked a lot about that. Yeah, that's happened a lot. That's happened a lot. And what... I feel was behind that is that those agreements and contracts were ready to close out. That was it. Chapter done. 
turn the page. And I also think if when a contract is over and you linger, yeah, there are consequences for that. And I don't totally. mean I don't mean that like something horrible is going to no. happen to you, but it could be that um, it makes you very low. It can cause depression. I mean, I don't know what the exact outcome will be for each individual, but it's not great. No, you don't belong there anymore. They don't belong there anymore. You're holding on anyway, and it becomes very painful, and you're not able to move forward in your life and in your for your soul. And no. so it's not good. No. So the evolution of who we are as a soul in this physical body cannot grow and expand. And a lot of times we hold on to that. Oh, fuck. I know. I I did this for years. It was out of fear. So fear keeps us tethered because we don't think that something more magical and beautiful is possible. In the moment, we don't see that. Well, and okay? we're, we're human. And we're human right? Loss is hard, no matter what the delivery mechanism is. Well, and there's that, I think it's the loss of what we expect, what we expected our lives to be. Of course. And so that that's where a soul contract for me allows me to go, well, I didn't expect it, but that was how it was supposed to happen. And now I have these other things I need to go do that I was supposed to do and people I'm supposed to meet that are supposed to be important to me too, and I'm supposed to be important to them. Exactly. But in the moment, and that's this very is, comforting to me. It is very comforting. And you've expressed that on multiple occasions, how comforting yeah. that is to you. One thing we have to say to our audience today is that when we're talking about soul contracts and we're talking about relationships ending and things that are painful, we're not taking away the human element of what we're talking about, okay? We're saying we understand because each of us have gone through periods in our life and situations where, you know, we thought that this was going to last forever, mm -hmm. right? And we're not judging how you go through your life or end things or don't end things. That's up to you. But I do think these things can affect you in ways you don't realize. Right. And you know, another thing that I wanted to touch on is that when we choose to stay and we don't cut cut the corridors, you know, end that contract and agreement, we're going to end up drawing in more of the same in the future. So like you said a few moments ago where it drops your vibe and it causes all different byproducts, you will continue to attract the same type of person into your life as future relationships and partnerships as a direct result from that. Right. And, and and you know what? Now that we're talking about this, here we go back to cord cutting again, which is something we've talked about <laughs> on many occasions, right? But we're not going to really dive into that today. We can talk about that at another time. But it's painful. We're not denying that. I think a soul contract has, has highs and lows, right? Like you're going to meet this person that is everything to you and means the world to you and you love them and you adore them. And then you have other relationships where you have a soul contract and and it maybe it's a parent and you mm -hmm. have a lot of angst with this person. Mm -hmm. You love them, but you have tons of angst mm -hmm. and you're learning lessons and you learn how to take care of yourself. I think that's one of the things with soul contracts is this person may have decided, you have decided together, that this person is going to teach you how to take care of yourself, how to give yourself self-love mm -hmm. because you're not learning it on your own. So they volunteer I'm going to sacrifice myself in this life in a way like things will end, but I'm going to teach you how to take care of you. That's right. And, and that's, that's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And look what becomes of that. 
Look who we can become. Look what is possible for us as a soul in this human body. You know, roaming the planet, trying to figure all our shit out every day, right? I know I'm still doing that. And we're, I don't think we're going to leave this body with all the answers. No. I don't don't want to. Yeah, we don't have to know everything. You know, as Catholics at Mass, we say, let us proclaim the mystery of our faith as, you know, before the Holy Eucharist or communion. And I love that line so much because our faith is mysterious. Our spiritual journey is mysterious. And I think every day, if we're conscious and we're really applying ourselves and committing ourselves to it, we can learn a little bit all the time. I know I want to. So in Judaism, there's what's called your beshert, which is like your true love. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's thought of is there are as many souls as there will be in the world. Mm-hmm. These are the souls and you have one person that you're supposed to meet and that is your beshert. And it's a very beautiful concept. I just think it's interesting that different religions have these concepts like, you know, with um, Hinduism, reincarnation is is a big thing. Same with Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And with Judaism, it's more about like finding that one person. But in, they don't talk about reincarnation, but they do talk about finding your soulmate. So that's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another big thing, and this is something that's just coming to me now as I'm listening to you share all this wonderful information, is that I think we should hit pause and take a moment to think back about all the contracts that we've had over the course of time. And we give thanks for them and we give gratitude for them. Even if they were hard. Even if they were fucking hard, right? Which some of them were. (laughs) Oh, fuck. You know, and I know some for me were really fucking hard and there was a lot of anger and there was a lot of fury behind it. But, you know, as I'm listening to you, it's like it was like downloaded. It's like give thanks to them. And what can we learn from that by doing so? I think that opens us up even more. And that doesn't mean that you allow people who have done horrible things to you back into your life. That is not what we're saying. No, 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 (laughs) no. That is absolutely not what we're saying. But you can be thankful for the lessons that you learned from that relationship, good or bad. Yeah. But the hope, the overall outcome and hope is that from those lessons, you extract the growth and the potential for you that comes from it, right? If we're just going to be pissed off about it, then we're not going to learn anything. We sit in anger and that just dips our vibe down even lower. Yeah, you're not hurt. I don't feel like you hurt the other person when that's going on. You are hurting yourself. No. What's the old saying? You know, it, 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 you, the more angry you are, you're, on, you're only drinking the poison. Yeah. You're, they're not. They're off doing their own thing. They could give two shits, right? They don't care. Totally. All right? But we're the ones that continue to drink that poison. And what is that doing to our body, mind, and spirit? It's not helping us at the end of the day. So I think this is a good group lesson for everyone this upcoming week is to take a moment and think about all the contracts that you've had. And the ones that were beautiful and magical, thank them. The ones that were hard, that were painful, that were difficult, that caused you trauma, thank them too. Because you're also forgiving yourself in the process. You know, I know for me, some of the contracts that I've had that went real sideways and south, I internalized a lot of that and I thought I was to blame. You know, and I necessarily, you know, I might have contributed something, but I wasn't the source of that. You know, being sensitive and being an intuitive and empath 
it has its pros and its cons. So our light shines so bright that we draw a lot of that darker energy, a lot of those wounded, damaged souls into our lives. They're attracted to it like a moth to a flame. How do you think a soul contract works with someone that's your twin flame? And could you explain Maybe we can talk about what we think twin yeah. flames are. Too, and it gets bit. confusing because a lot of people think that, you know, they meet someone and it's like, I've met my twin flame. I know I've said that over the course of time when in reality, I wasn't meeting my twin flame. I was meeting a karmic partner. And you don't want to confuse soulmate with twin flame either. Typically with your twin flame, this is not usually someone that you end up with on the regular. Correct. They come into your life in like and a out. flash. In yeah. and out. And you, and you may always have contact with them. And, and I do want to say, I think that this person, while it may be a tumultuous relationship, doesn't actually cause you harm. No. This is not someone who would truly hurt you. No. Or mean to, even though I'm not saying your feelings would never be hurt. But this is not, um, this isn't a darkness in your life. No. That is not a twin flame. No. Not like a psychopath. Right? No. Or a sociopath or no. anything along those lines. No. Yeah. Or a narcissist. Or a narcissist. No. Yeah. That is not your twin flame. That is not your twin flame. But people will think that it is. But it's actually, essentially, a karmic partnership. And we all know the law of karma. You know, it's it's energetic. Um, you know, what you put out there, you get back. Well, and I think that's when you do – you should seriously consider cutting cords is when you have a karmic contract with someone or a karmic – um, connection that it's not serving you anymore. No. It never did. Yeah. So you let that go. It never did. But it showed up with what, you know, it showed up and then all of a sudden, you know, that person shows up in our life. We have rose-colored lenses on. Well, and I think there's lessons there too. I mean, there I've is. had situations where mm -hmm. someone has served that purpose. Yeah. And then the lens drops and you see it for what it really is. Yeah. Yeah. But karmic partnerships, they also rotate in and out. They come in, they come out, they come in, they come out. So, you know, it might not be the last time you ever hear from that person. Do you think when we do our soul contracts that a karmic connection, do we have a conversation with that person before we get here? Do you think that? I kind of think we don't. I don't think we do. Yeah. I think we have like these main people that were like, we meet plenty of people that we maybe don't sit down with, mm -hmm. but there are certain people we sit down with and we're like, I need to be with you in my next life. I need us to be best friends. Mm -hmm. I need us to, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that we, we have that work when we do our recon I agree. <laughs> soul I energy, agree. right? <laughs> I think, you know, we're only given so but, much. I mean, we're, this is like a feeling. This is how we feel these things occur. Yes. And and we're not alone in how we feel. No. Okay. This but is not a new this isn't this, this isn't, isn't an original concept. concept. It's not an all. original concept or a new concept. However, there are people that are going to be listening to this in our audience and they may not agree. Oh yeah. And if and And that's so okay. Yeah, that's fine. But this is what a lot of people in the metaphysical world think. Yes. Something along these lines. Mm -hmm. And Amy was raised Catholic and I was raised Jewish and this still resonates with us. Yeah. And if it doesn't, that's fine. Yeah. And if it does, we're just validating that. Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Happy to aboard. have you. Happy to have you on board. <laughs> but I, I, I feel it's important because we're in a really interesting time in the world and in our lives right now. There's a lot of 
transcendence happening. There's a lot of um, growth and elevation and expansion that we're feeling, you know, personally, you know, that that we are sharing with each other and seeing in, in each other's lives. But we also see the stagnancy and those who just can't take the step to do what needs to be done, right? And we see that as empaths, we have that vision. We see through our lens what's happening in other people's lives and who's not ready, who might be too afraid. And they may get it down the road while they're still here in this lifetime, and they may not. And that's okay. Perhaps that was part of their contract and their lesson as well. The hope is that when we return home, and we go through life review, which I do believe each of us will go through when we leave our body. We get home, they take us into this room, we look at our scroll and Akashic records, and then we go to life review. And it's like, you're getting a rewind on every single thing that happened in this last human existence. And boy, I hope I have a good team <laughs> that can, you know, stand by with probably, you know, a truckload of Kleenex and, uh, you know, wondering why I did what I did or why I didn't do what I should have done or how could I have done that better. But as souls, we're going to need to be forced to look at that so that if our slip goes in the box and it gets picked again and our hand goes up and we're like, yeah, I'm ready to go back down, we don't repeat it. Well, I'm, ho I'm hopeful that each time we do a little better – some never do, though. I feel like I have an old soul, and yet at the same time, I feel like it's a young soul. Yeah. So that's well, kind of a weird thing because, yeah, it's well, a very strange dynamic. It my... is a strange dynamic because I think we're always embracing the inner child within us, which has youth and vitality. And so for two people like you and I, yes, we are old souls, but we embrace the 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 jovial. That's true. We childlike. Love a, we love a good laugh. We love a good laugh, and that's what keeps us young, mm -hmm. right? It keeps us young. I'm almost fifty. I don't know how I got to that point. I was just twenty five, and you know when I look back over my life, I mean, and in your twenties, you're just stupid. I don't know any twenty something that's smart. Well, I wasn't until you're <laughs> until you're. For some, up until about 27, your frontal lobe is not fully formed. So there's reasons why in your 20s. I don't think don't my frontal lobe was fully formed until I was like after 40. <laughs> I think my frontal lobe was fully formed as a teenager, yeah, maybe even younger. I don't, you know, I... I stopped making poor decisions after about 12, I think. I, your 20s, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know who you are. This That's is how, true. Right? That's true. That's, you don't know who you, you don't are. Know who you are. You don't know what you want to be in the mm -hmm. world. You, you know, you're just like, ah, I can stay up till 4 a.m. Yeah, you're a. kind of a mess. Kind you're of kind of a, of a hot mess. You just want to party and, <laughs> you know, live life to the fullest in the moment. You're not worried about retirement or saving for a rainy day. You can't imagine being old. No. No. And, and 30 sounds really old. Oh, yeah. I turned 30 and I'm like, huh. You know, okay. And then I turned 40 and I'm like, hmm. Okay. Now I'm starting to see what life is all about. And I really believe that it was these last 10 years that really set a course for me to understand who I was, what I needed to get rid of, what shit I had to go through, what trauma I had to experience so that I could be like, no more. No I think more. I had the same 
something very similar. Yeah. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so these are the agreements that we sign up for. Some are great. Some are not so great. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, isn't it all part of the magic of who we are as humans? Absolutely. And, And the mystery of learning as much as we can about ourselves and the duality that we embody, which is so important. If we're always focusing on the light, we're not really dancing with our shadows enough so we can integrate both sides of who we are. I'm doing a lot of that lately, you know, learning not to be as sensitive, learning to use more words and be a more effective communicator, which I never thought that would be possible for me. And, you know, I still struggle with it, but my soul, my soul is longing for that. And those are part of the agreements that I'm having with people right now. I think it's wonderful that you have an atmosphere now where you're encouraged to do that and you feel safe to do it. Yes. It's a welcome, it's a blessing beyond a blessing. Like I don't know what's above a blessing. (laughs) I mean, it's so wonderful. Um, But, you know, I I remember in one of our sage goddess classes, one thing that Athena Parak has said to us is there is magic and chaos. And she's right. You know, when things I are, embody that. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> but when when shit is tossed up into the air, right? We have we have chaos and we have trauma and we have stuff happen in our life. And it's all up in the air and it's so chaotic, we can't see the magic. But when it lands and the dust begins to settle, then it starts to reveal. I love that. Yeah. Especially at this stage in my life. Yeah. I want that. I want more magic amidst the chaos. So let's kind of circle the wagons back home and kind of regroup on what our topic is today, which is about soul contracts or soul agreements. You know, we sit at that table and and we say yes to having these partnerships, these collaborations, these relationships with people in soul energy, and then we come down and we have this human experience and our paths cross. And some of them are long-term, some of them are not, some of them are romantic, some of them are familial, and some of them are platonic. I know. Well, when we've had this conversation, you and I obviously have a soul contract. Oh, yes. Right? Here we are. Boom. For sure. For sure. And, you know, there's often times where we're like completing each other's thoughts and, you know, we're typing something to each other at the same time and it's the same words. I mean, that and... happens weekly. Yeah, know. exactly. And I have that with, you know, with Silvana, my mm-hmm. friend back home. Um, her and I, we do the same thing. I have that with Lael. Yeah. 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 So those divine contracts are so magical. Oh, yes. So, so magical. And I want to I want to reinforce the fact that when you have those magical people in your life, hold them close, you know, just hold them so close because that is such a gift. And when you have people who understand you and who accept you for who you are and who support you day to day, when the times are good and when the times are not so good, oh, you have everything. And we'll work things out with you when things, maybe there's misunderstandings or things aren't going well. Those people that won't hold you to some mistake that you made that you didn't mean to make. Maybe That's you right. Said, you know, that they still want to be you in their lives and exactly. they still want to try. That's right. That's where you have to use your words, right? <laughs> oh, communicate. Amy can, Amy can talk. 
I can. Yeah, I really, really can. We talk. all know. We all know that being <laughs> your be, being a part of the audience, being your producer and director. Right. Yeah, we all know that you are a very good talker. Yeah. I mean that in the best way. Yeah, I mean I could talk. You can. Yeah, you know, but I can talk in this setting and yes. environment. Yes. But when it comes to dealing with you know, talking through things or communicating yeah. on a personal level, that has been a huge challenge. And a lot of that came... I think you were taught that. A lot of that was a learned behavior. Yes. You know, I didn't grow up in a house where you shared your emotions or that you talked oh about God, it. I'm the absolute opposite. You are the complete opposite, <laughs> right? And then as I became an adult, that just becomes who you are. Yeah. And, and just to let you know... um, my father is a psychologist. My brother's a psychologist. My mother's a sociologist. And there's lawyers in the family as well. And so I grew up with emotions being spoken about to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody everybody knew how everybody else mm-hmm. felt about everything right. and each other. And yeah. Uh-huh. Just, and, yeah. And like me, it's like, can I pull a word out of you? <laughs> can you give me something today? And I'm like, I don't know. I got nothing to say. I don't know. I know. think uh, um, a balance of these things is is best. Yes. I call it puking emotions. That's not good. Being completely type lift and shoving everything under rug, that's not good either. Mm-hmm. You want discernment. Mm-hmm. And that word is used a lot um, from Athena Paracas as well yeah. and with Sage Goddess and her classes. And they talk about discernment that we're learning that now mm-hmm. in those classes. Yeah. And that's important. It is important. We have to stop and think which way, which is the best decision? You know, is this good for me? Is this not good for me? And we don't trust our intuition enough. Oh my God, that's so true. Like, if right? we trusted, how many times have you thought to yourself, if I would have trusted what I felt in my heart the first time this was mentioned to me, the things that could have occurred or would have occurred or how I could have been happier or protected myself or been, you know, even had more abundance or whatever it is. It's just yeah. it, it, we, we really if – if there's anything we impart on this show, it would be to trust your intuition. Yes. I mean, isn't this show – this show is – it's almost pure intuition in my opinion. Yes. And, you know, it is pure intuition in a lot of respects because – you know, I'm not a really great planner. You know, I'll I'll be you're like, what's the topic? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll come up with something. And then and when you I do and I do. <laughs> we are three we're in our third season, so you know, I must have thought of something along the way. But you know, it's not laid out in a concrete outline because a lot of that is just a download. A lot of that is just sitting in the space and in the energy. Which is fabulous. And having that divine connection. Um, not only with you, uh, but with the people in our audience as well. Because this is a collective healing space, even though we're not seeing each other in real time. And and Jackson, our sound editor and our composer, and has been also our director of photography and does all of Amy's beautiful photographs, he's part of that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. it's It's a team effort. I mean, we've been doing this, these projects for seven years now. So, you know, there is a synchronicity at play. And we use a lot of our intuition in a lot of the stuff that we're doing on these projects. So you think, to bring it back to Soul Contracts, that when we decided to show be here together and who we were going to kind of be to each other, mm-hmm. I don't think we sat down and were like, we're going to make a podcast together. No. 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 We just agreed to have the opportunity to meet. 
That's it? You don't think it was like uh, we're going to be really good friends? Yeah, of course. Okay. But, I, you know, we agreed that we would meet. But, you know, how the dynamic of the relationship has flowed and changed over the years too. I mean, who knew that we were going to be doing these things? Not at all. And when no. Amy and I knew each other for years and were friends and yeah. friendly and I don't think we had any clue. It was like, no. yeah, sort of ran in the same circles. But yeah, yeah it was – Many years in where we became closer friends. Right. Yeah. And it was like a lovely surprise. A magical surprise. Totally. Magic. Yep. Magic, magic, magic. And a lot of this, you know, this series, this podcast, you know, Be the Flame Where Fire and Magic Meet, it's like, you know, the fire is our power and what ignites us and excites us and what's our passion, right? And the magic is all that gravy and good stuff that has the element of mystery and the element of joy and the element of love and it's just you know which is like the best parts of life it's it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich you know what i mean it's like taking two pieces of bread some pb (laughs) and j we'll we'll assume you're not allergic to peanut if you're not allergic if you don't have a peanut allergy exactly And if you're gluten intolerant, then put it on gluten-free bread. But you see where I'm going with this. It's like a yes. PB&J. Yes. You know, the, the the two halves come together to make a whole. And that's where greatness. I agree. Takes place. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we don't always get it right. Mm-mm. You know, so we go back to the drawing board and we work it out and we keep on going. But, yes – Soul contracts, soul agreements, I love talking about them. It excites me. It excites you. Yeah. I mean, when I think about the people that I have soul contracts with, it makes me very, very happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't understand all of it or why, but yeah. Oh, there's a lot I don't understand to it still. But I think for the feet to the fire segment Mm -hmm. of this episode this week, I think what I'd like to ask everyone out there listening is, you know, look at look at the agreements that you've made with other people, you know, your family, your soul, soul contracts with your family, with your friends, with romantic partners, your spouse, whatever, and, um, and platonic relationships. And look at those agreements for what they are. And where can you give gratitude and give thanks, you know, for the good and the not so good? When it's great, we've got no problem giving gratitude to stuff that's awesome, right? But when it's painful and there's been trauma experience, we kind of hold back on that because, um, you know, we want to stay protected because we're afraid to let that go. And that makes me think of something with Reiki, which is um, when you're having difficulty with someone, um, you send them blessings. Yes. Which is very hard to do when someone is upsetting you. But it is extremely healing, especially for the person sending the blessings. Yes. So if there is someone who maybe upsets you and it's hard to be grateful, then send them blessings. Right. True story. Many years ago, I had a nurse who was a client of mine and she would come in once a month faithfully. And she worked as a cardiac nurse in one of the cath labs here in town. And she had a coworker, a male nurse, and they locked horns every chance they get. She couldn't stand him. And she was fit to be tied every time she came in and was bitching and moaning about him and how he behaved. And I said, I want to give you a homework assignment for the next seven days. When you wake up in the morning, I want you to send him a blessing. Picture this beam of light. It can be any color you want. It could change day to day. And it's going from the center of your heart to the center of his. And she's like, F that. I'm not doing it. I'm like, I need you to trust me. And just surrender and say yes. That's amazing. Okay. What happens. She comes back the next month 
And she's like, you're not going to believe this. I go, what? She's like, I did the homework assignment and he was on vacation. And when he came back, he bought me Tim Horton's coffee because he, she's from Buffalo and he was in Buffalo. He brought her back a gift. First time. The power of shifting our energy. And it's important that we shift our energy. We can't That's control somebody right. else's energy. We can only control our energy. That's right. But just think, if we all did that in a perfect oh, yeah. world, in our right. own little utopian paradise, <laughs> what could be achieved? Oh, yeah. It would be mm -hmm. a much more pleasant place for yes, all of us. But, right? you know. But it doesn't take away the human aspect that we're going to have days that aren't so great. But we can defrag and declutter that. This is a way to heal, your, heal yourself, even though you've it's not about them. That's the part you need to understand. But it has very good outcomes usually. It does. I, every time I've done it, it's been amazing. Yeah. And it might not happen instantaneously. No, no. It could take, it might it could take, take a time. long time. And that's okay. You know, we know time is only linear here. We're just impatient humans, you know, mm -hmm. wanting things done yesterday. That's not always going to be the case. So I loved talking about soul contracts today. I love, love, love talking about this. And um, I hope those of you who are in the audience listening, you know, resonated with what we were sharing with all of you today and give you a little bit of backstory and a little bit of, you know, crib note information on how soul agreements work. And uh, yeah, thank you for sharing your input on that too, especially the Judaism part. I always love when you share Judaism nuggets and tidbits, you know. All those years of Hebrew school paying off. Right. Well, I'm coming back at you. I know. You always say that. I already put my slip in the box. Yeah, please. You, to you told us this last time. Please, you told us. And please, like, we know you want to be, please. and you say this to me um, often. Yeah. And I don't blame you. It's not bad. Be mm -hmm. It's not a bad, it's not a bad. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. No. Please come, let me come back at you. You would make a great Jew. Yeah, I would make a great Jew. I've done the Catholic thing. I know all that. Now let, let me try something else. And I think I was probably Catholic in a past life. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Maybe you'll come back a Hindu or Buddhist. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, you'll have all that peace and clarity within. Oh, how magical is that? I think I always leave whatever religion it is and so that I can encompass a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you have any questions about mm. something we talked about or another question, we would love for you to reach out. Yeah. Reach out and touch someone. Send us a message. Send us a message. You can send me an email at amy at com. And, you know, for those of you who want to connect further with me and, and catch, you know, a past episode and catch future episodes of the podcast, you can find Be the Flame or Fire and Magic Meet wherever you catch a really great podcast. And we would love for you to like, share, subscribe, leave us a comment. And we're on YouTube as well. And we're on YouTube as well because season two. Under we Amy Barilla. Yeah. And please like and share. Yeah. Please like and share. Send and subscribe. Us, yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah. And, you know, tell tell everyone you know where they can go and, and hang out with some, you know, crazy humans and who talk spirituality. But behind it all, the energy of doing this was always about, you know, shining a light on your magic. Because I always say your magic is non-negotiable. And what I mean by that is your divine magic and that spark that you came in with is never placed on the table for negotiations or discussion. Okay? The only way you'll drop your vibe on your magic is if you allow it. We can never give away a 
our power to someone else. And we do it so often. And I've done it so much over the years and it really pissed me off, right? (laughs) So I'm telling a better story and I changed how I operate in the world because we're here for such a short time and we, we do not know what's around the next corner. So I've always told you, my God, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, you know how I felt about you today. And I still hold true to that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know. And things happen so quickly and things change so quickly. And I, I want to love as much as I can on that gallon size level, as I know you do too. Mm-hmm. And I want to just take all the people in my orbit and just, you know, like squeeze them tight and let them know how magical they are. And even those that we don't know, whether they're outside of our practice and the work that we do, they need to know that too. And be the biggest, brightest, shiniest star that you can be, right? We are made of star matter. That's stardust, that crystalline medicine and energy. We're embodying that. I think that's part of people's magic and it not being negotiable is that you get to actually be as big and magical as you are. That's right. Don't shrink yourself down. Nope. Don't make yourself smaller. No. We didn't come here to play small. We came here to play big. Okay? So, you know, all those expectations that we have, you know, drop drop the bags, put it down. It's not ours to carry. All right? Let's just focus on the prize, which is being the most amazing, beautiful, bright, divine, shiny, sparkly light that we can be. Here, here. Here, here. Here, here. Cheers. Salute. So if you want to connect with me further, you can go to the main website, which is amybarilla.com. You'll find all the information on what happens in my healing practice. Uh, You know, I'm in my 14th year helping children and their families manage their big smalls or their big smalls, their big feels, (laughs) right? Helping smalls manage their big feels. So using energy work, Reiki to have better regulation of the emotions so they're not so overwhelming so that they can move about the planet with more ease and grace. And I love the work that I'm doing. And I love doing this series. So your homework, your feet to the fire, as a reminder, let's look at all the people in our lives and all the contracts that we've had along the way in this current life journey. And let's give thanks to each of those souls that you signed up to walk this journey with and they signed up with you, you signed up with them. Good, bad, otherwise, give gratitude for it. That creates more internal elbow room within And that's just a great feel no matter what at the end of the day. All right. So until we meet again, I love you. I see you. And always, always remember we can do the hard things. We do them every damn day. And we can do hard things and we can still sizzle and we can still shine and we can still be a beautiful, magical, sexy, brilliant, badass man or woman, right? Because it's not gender specific. No. We've touched on that before. Randy, thank you. Thank you. Okay. I love having you as my co-host. It's so super fun. It's super fun, right? You. I like talking to you off there. Right? Talking, so, yeah. talking with my hands the whole time. <laughs> she is so. Wouldn't do it any other way. Both of us, Jews right? and Italians. Jews talking and with Italians. Hands. All we do is talk with our hands. Okay. <laughs> Go out into the world. Be your badass, magical self. And until we connect again, I am deactivating this sacred space and go be the best you you can be. And until next time, namaste. Thank you.